Coming up. Y'all, y'all get this? See, somebody out there right now, maybe listening to me right now, you are, you've been running from God and you're running right now. And you're running from life himself. And I suggest that you turn around and you run to God so you can experience what it really means to live. Amen. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We may not want to hear this, but all human beings are often motivated by things that aren't very good. Whether we accept it or not, there's evil in our hearts. Thankfully, when we let Jesus Christ take the lead in our lives, He can regenerate our motives. Join us for the message series, Travelers from the Heart, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us to examine the things in our hearts that motivate many of our actions. Here's the first message in the series, The Evil Within Me, Part 1. We're starting a new message series, and the message series is entitled Travelers from the Heart. Travelers from the Heart. And our subtopic is The Evil Within Me, Part 1. The Evil Within Me? Yes, <laughs> yes. And the evil within me. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I believe it's appropriate for us to begin this new series. Um, um, I believe this because it's important for us to understand our motivations as we exercise and pursue freedom. And so these messages in this series is going to kind of piggyback on the whole idea of pursuit of freedom. And, and also as we deal with the evil within me, the evil within you. Mm -hmm. And we deal with this, it's gonna highlight um, some, uh, highlight and emphasize that a significant part of what motivates human beings is not good. Mm -hmm. And that means that it's evil. If it's not good, then it's evil. Okay. Now, it might not feel good to hear what I'm saying to you today <laughs> and to think this about ourselves, but we need to understand the truth about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Don't let the lie overtake your thinking, okay? There is evil in us. And the truth is, is that some of the things that we do, often we're, motiv we're motivated by evil things. And the scripture is going to make that clear to us today. Again, it might not feel good, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I've been called to make you feel good. <laughs> All right. All I've been right. called to give you the truth of God, to tell you his word and preach his gospel. Mm -hmm. And there's aspects of that that don't feel good. Yeah. So write this down. If you're already with your outline, some truths about the immaterial human heart of everyone some truths about the immaterial human heart of everyone. Now, I am not a medical doctor, so I am not trained or authorized to talk about the material or physical human heart. 
Okay, I, I'm not trained for that. However, I have been trained and authorized to talk about the immaterial human heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that heart that you can't touch or feel or, you know, you can't see. But it's real, though. Mm -hmm. It's real. Mm -hmm. Just as real or even realer <laughs> or more real <laughs> <laughs> than the physical heart that you can see. Yeah. The immaterial or non-physical heart. It's just as real or even more real. Amen. And so I want to give you a few facts and truths about it. Mm -hmm. The first one is this. Our hearts have changed from potential of evil to presence of evil. Mm -hmm. All right. I say that again. My heart and your heart has changed from the potential of evil to presence of evil. Meaning that uh, there was a time where there was a potential for our heart to do wrong or do evil. And now the actual evil, actual evil is present in our heart. Look what it says here in Genesis 2, 16 and 17. It says, the Lord God gave him, him is Adam, the first man. The Lord God gave him this command. I want to pause right there for a moment and make some things clear. God gave the first man. And at that time, he was the only man or only human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A command. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what God was doing here when he gave this command, he was implementing legislation. Y'all get that? He was making law. <laughs> he was implementing legislation. Yeah. He was declaring his government over the affairs of humankind. And his government was a theocracy meaning God was the supreme authority. Mm -hmm. God issued legislation. Yeah. It wasn't a democracy like what we have in our country, wherein supreme authority is vested in the people mm -hmm. or in the elected officials. That's a democracy. That's what, that's what we live in. God was implementing a theocracy that God was supreme. He didn't consult with Adam. He didn't get Adam's opinion. God, go, God goes and tell Adam what he was free to do without penalty and what he was free to do, but with severe penalty. Yeah. God was doing that. Now look at what it says here as the text me reads on. I'm started reading again, Genesis 2, 16 and 17. The Lord God gave him this command. You may eat from any tree in the garden. Okay, you free to eat from any tree in the garden. Verse 17, but you must not eat from the tree that gives knowledge about good and evil. If you eat fruit from that tree, on that day, you will certainly die. 
God made law right there. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're free to eat all these other trees that was in the garden. Okay. You eat of them. It's all good. No problem. No penalty. You're right. You're well within your rights. <laughs> but he said, but if you eat of that one tree of knowledge of good and evil, you have broken my law. So God says, and there's a penalty for breaking my law. And that penalty is death. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it. God didn't even ask me what I thought about it. Okay, he just made law. And that's what he did. And as you guys know how the story goes, (laughs) Adam and his wife (laughs) broke God's law. I'm just sitting up here thinking about how God gives us so much freedom to do stuff. And I'm talking about here in the present now. Yeah. Well, we just got to find stuff that's wrong and do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can have so much freedom and, yeah. and so much life and so much joy and fun and happiness and the goodness, yeah. you know, that God has given us. And we just go find the stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. We just we, we, what yeah. you say? We jacked up. We jacked up. Right. <laughs> and, and that's why we're talking about the evil, the evil, the evil within me. Yeah. See, yes. and so that's a, that's perfect point there, mm-hmm. dear. Mm-hmm. Perfect point. And they they ate of that tree yeah. of the knowledge of good and evil. Jesus, God even called the tree. He even <laughs> named it that this is evil. There's <laughs> evil in this tree. <laughs> right. And they went and partook of it anyway. Anyway. And on that day that they did that they died. Now they didn't die physically. Okay. The, the physical death didn't come right away, but the spiritual death did. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that they were separated from God. Yeah. yeah. And it was indicated by Adam and his wife running from the presence of God. Mm-hmm. They had never done that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had never, when God, God showed up, they was like, God, they, they, they ran to God. Right. Now they hear God coming and uh-huh. the, the scripture says he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they ran and hid in the trees. Mm-hmm. Right. That's death y'all. Just like kids, when they know they did something wrong, exactly, exactly. they're not going to run to the parents. Yeah. They're trying to hide somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> and they were running from God, who is life himself. Mm-hmm. They ran from life. <laughs> y'all, y'all get yeah. this? Yeah. See, somebody out there right now, maybe listening to me right now, you are, you've been running from God and you're running right now. Mm-hmm. And you're running from life himself. Yeah. And I suggest that you turn around and you run to God mm-hmm. so you can experience what it really means to live. Amen. So you can experience what it really mean, mean to live. Mm-hmm. And so God issued a command and they broke it. Yeah. Look what Romans 3.23 says. And this is how we know there's evil in all of us. Mm -hmm. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory 
of God. Mm -hmm. All means all. <laughs> you, me, all, everybody. All inclusive, yes. Yes. We all have sinned. We all have broken God's law. We're all guilty of it. Amen. Look what uh, Romans 3.23 says in the easy to read version. Mm -hmm. I just read the NIV. The easy to read says, all have sinned and are not good enough to share God's divine greatness. Okay, well, if you didn't understand it in the other version, yeah. you got it now. Yes, <laughs> and that's the glory glory of God, God's divine greatness. We, yes. we, when we sin, we, we um, marred ourselves to partake in God's divine nature. Mm -hmm. We marred ourselves. Amen. And so we all have violated God's law in one way or another. So that means evil now is in our hearts. Yeah. There's evil there. Mm -hmm. Whether you agree with that or not, it don't matter. <laughs> you cannot agree with it, but I'm going to tell you, God says, That's what God the says. one who made everything, mm -hmm. that there's evil in your heart. He made you. And it's a result of violating his law. Mm -hmm. And only God can change things. Amen. Only God can reduce the sentence or change the matter. Because it's his theocracy. Amen. Right? Amen. Only God can do that. Amen. The second thing um, that we need to know, a second truth about the immaterial heart, mm -hmm. is there's a legal battle between good and evil mm -hmm. happening in our hearts. Yeah. Y'all hear this? Think about it. There's a legal battle <laughs> between good and evil happening in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Amen. Look what Romans 7, 21 through 23 says. I this is um Apostle Paul talking. He says, I am and, 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 and Apostle Paul, okay, by the way, you know, wrote almost half the New Testament. Um, next to Jesus, he probably did more for the kingdom of God than anybody. <laughs> and this is him talking. He says, I find then a law <laughs> that evil is present with me. Y'all hear this? Yeah. <laughs> Paul says, I know evil is present with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. right. So right. If, if you didn't accept it before that evil is in you. You saying you better than Paul? Mm. He says, I find in a law that is e that evil is present with me and one and the one who wills to do good. Paul says, I want to do good. I'm trying to do good. Yeah. But I still know mm -hmm. evil is with me. Right. So even though those of us who are trying to do right still are wrestling with evil. That's right. That's right. So it's not about intention. You, good intentions don't get evil out your heart. That's right. It's still present. Mm -hmm. And then verse 22, he goes on to say, for I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Mm. 
Look at what Paul says. He says, I want to do good, but I still see evil in me. And he says, in fact, I'm fighting against it and I'm losing. Hmm. (laughs) He says, I'm losing the fight. Mm -hmm. He says, evil is bringing me into captivity Mm -hmm. to the law of sin. I am losing the fight. That's what Paul is saying here. (laughs) I want to do good, but I end up not doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't get over it. It keeps beating me up, (laughs) knocking me down. Yeah. 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 And so Paul says, I'm fighting here the best as I could, but I'm I'm losing. I'm losing. And this takes us to the, the, the third truth about the immaterial human heart. Um, God has provided a means for us to overcome the evil in our hearts. Somebody ought to say, amen. amen. Somebody, we acknowledge the evils there and we just say, man, to that point, God has provided a means yeah. for us to overcome this evil heart. Paul said, I'm struggling and losing. But we're not trapped. But there. we're not trapped there because yeah. God, who's the only, who's the supreme authority, is the only one who can change things. Yeah. And he made a move to change things. And look what it says here um, in Romans 7. This is Paul talking again. He goes on. He's picking up where he left off. He says, oh, wretched, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm-hmm. So Paul is saying, um, he's asking, he said, I need to be delivered. I'm a old wretched man, but, and I'm struggling. I can't win. I'm losing. And, but who going to deliver me? He said, I, so I thank God for Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that's the means God has provided. Then he goes on to say, so then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God and with the flesh, the law of sin. And so Jesus has made a way for us to overcome this battle with good and evil, Paul acknowledges. And then Paul's talking also, as we looked at earlier at Romans 3, 23, we're going to look again at it and verse 24. And this is Paul talking again. He says here, all have sinned and are not good enough to share God's divine greatness. They are made right with God by his grace. So God's grace is what makes us right. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say, this is a free gift. They are made right with God by being made free from sin through Jesus Christ. Yeah, And I think that's a place that some people get confused because they think they got to do things to make up for the the bad things they did. Can't do enough. Yeah, can't do enough. Can't do enough. Good deeds don't do it. No. Yeah. We need Christ yes. Jesus. It's a free gift through grace with God. Amen. Know, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then uh, Romans 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So we're lawbreakers. <laughs> we're guilty. Guilty. But only God can fix it. Yes. And he's chosen to do that with his grace and sending his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So Christ can deal with the evil in our hearts. So without Jesus Christ in our hearts, 
we are not likely to choose to do good. Mm -hmm. And even if we do choose to do good <laughs> without Christ, we won't choose it for the right reason. Okay, I, I'm going to say it again, because some folks might be tripping, thinking, well, you know, everything that everybody does is, is not bad. Uh, that's true. So some things people do, people who don't have Christ, they'll do the right, they'll do good, yeah. but not for the right reason. Yeah. And if you're doing good for the wrong reason, mm -hmm. then that's evil. Yeah, that doesn't count. That don't count. <laughs> doing it for the wrong see, reason. That doesn't count. Yeah. It's so it's yeah. evil because your motivations are still off. Right. right. You know, mm -hmm. and so ultimately we're going to choose evil without Christ. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Whether we do good for the wrong reason or just do do good because we want to do good. Mm -hmm. Do me do bad because we just want to do bad. Yeah. In either case, without Christ, it's evil. Amen. 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 So this takes us to the question that we need to ask mm -hmm. and answer. Mm -hmm. B, write this down. What kinds of evil are traveling from our hearts? Yeah. What kinds of evil are traveling from our hearts? So if there's evil in me, I, I, I think I, I want to find out what, what is it. I want to know what it is right. so that I can address it yep. work on with it. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So even for those who have Jesus, these evils are still present. So even if you have Jesus, it doesn't get rid of the evils. Mm -hmm. They just don't control your heart. Mm -hmm. OK, yeah. that's what happens. And it's important that we call these evils out. Call them out. Got to call them out. And Jesus, who's the one who saved us from them, he did just that. I'm so glad that Jesus called them out. And we're going to look at that now. Mm -hmm. Look what it says in Mark 7, 14 and 15, and then 17 through 23. <laughs> then Jesus called to the crowd to come here. All right. I'm going to pause for a moment so you can get some context. Mm -hmm. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the Pharisees were um, so-called religious people who weren't that religious or that right at all. <laughs> right. They were hypocrites. Mm -hmm. And they were criticizing Jesus' disciples for not washing their hands when they ate food. Mm. And Jesus was talking to them about that. And he was trying to, you know, help them understand that they holding up these traditions that don't matter much. And they weren't getting it. Yeah. So Jesus said, OK, you know what? I'm you know, kind of talking to y'all right now is futile. So I want to talk to the people because you you Pharisees have been misleading the people. About this idea of what defiles them. And so Jesus says, I'm going to talk to the people who you have misled and tell them the truth. So he says here again, Mark 7, 14 and 15, then Jesus called the crowd to come here, come in here. Mm -hmm. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. 
It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. See, the Pharisees have been teaching them to wash their hands before they eat. If you don't do that, then you're defiled. Yeah. But that's not the truth. That he said that, that don't defile you. Mm -hmm. And Jesus goes on and break this down even more. Look what he says in verse 17. He, he was telling them that the outside stuff can't defile you. Mm -hmm. What's going to defile you is it's, it's an inside job. Right. You, right. you are defiled from an it's an inside job. Yeah. And so, and he wanted them to understand that. Verse 17 says, then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd. Um, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either, he asked. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but it only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. Verse 20, and then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time so if it's outside of that, it's immoral. It's not what God has ordained. Sex between one man and one woman in a marriage relationship. Culture tells us differently. Our culture says, sow your royal oats. And all the other cliches and maxims that it creates that go against the truth of God, the law of God, the word of God. That's what the world culture says, but that's not what God says. Thank you for listening.